Welcome to episode number nine of Irish Down Under. In this episode, Jim and Mike speak to West Coast Eagles star midfielder Ashling McCarthy. Ash has continued her fine form in the AFLW after moving to a new city and signing with the Eagles just last year. Growing in skills and confidence, Ash has very much enjoyed her third season in the league and is quickly developing into an on-field leader. Hear from Ash as she takes us on a journey from her first kick of the footy in Ireland to playing professionally down under. Welcome back to this week's edition of the AFL Europe podcast and another segment of the Irish Down Under series. This time, we are joined by one of the greats for the, the season that just passed, Ash McCarthy from the West Coast Eagles. Ash, thank you so much for your time and, and, and thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me on. I guess uh, third season now, done and dusted for the for yourself and the Eagles. What's the what's the emotions right now as you look back on uh, on your third season in the AFLW? Yeah, it went really quick. Was the first thing. Um, I suppose it's hard to believe that um, the nine game season is um, just over there, but it was really enjoyable. Um, it was a little bit daunting, obviously, to move to a new club this year. But I'm so thankful to all the staff and players and how welcoming they were. Um, and I just think that. A lot of the off-field logistics were sorted out by the club. And the only thing I had to worry about was um, playing football and trying to improve as a player. And um, I think that the club was um, very good at um, helping me to, to develop. And um, I really enjoyed my season. I'm really looking forward to what we can do as a group going forward. Ash, yeah, we'll touch on that again in a second. Obviously, you've, you've had the injury recently and you've missed a couple of games throughout the season. Um You've been in sensational form. Can you give us a quick update on the, the current status of the injury that ruled you out of round nine? Um, yeah, I suppose um, thinking back now, I've actually missed a third of the season. So um, I missed a game during the year as well um, with my other knee, but um, I pulled up okay after that. And then two minutes into the Richmond game in round eight, um, I kicked the ball and a girl kind of followed through my legs. So I thought it was a dead leg at first. I ran off, but um, I was in a lot of pain, so I couldn't actually get back onto the field. And I got scans last week, and it says that I'm after doing a high-grade LCL um, ligament and a few other little minor things. So, um, you know, the mood wasn't great during the week. I had to meet a surgeon and thought that I might need surgery. But um, he's pretty confident that if I stay in a brace for six to eight weeks, um, that I should be okay, won't require surgery, and then hopefully I'll be back playing in four months. So... Um, you know, at the moment, with everything up with the air at home as well, um, with Gaelic football, we don't know what the story is. So I'm just hoping that I might get pushed back a little bit and I don't miss too much of that either. But um, at the moment, I'm just concentrating on um, doing my rehab and resting up and trying to get back on the field as soon as possible. So as, as you mentioned there, you missed uh, the best part of a, a game, even though you played. So seven games for the season, an average of... Uh, I've got it written down here, 14.1 disposals. So we'll take a game off that and we'll add some average disposals in. How do you sort of look back on your own personal season? Um, yeah, like obviously um, I had to step up, I think, a lot this year. Um, Dana Hooker, who's um, probably our star player um, in Eagles, got injured after round one. So um, I think a lot of us just had to step up and I think it really did help me to push myself and become um, more of a leader and start thinking and um, leading the way on the field. So um, I think in a way it was probably a blessing for my football that I had to step up. Um, obviously, though, I'm looking forward to having um, hooks back playing and um, being able to play alongside such a good player. But um, yeah, as you said, um, it's the stats and stuff like that are such a big thing over here, which um, we wouldn't really get into much at home. Um, but yeah, I do feel like I got on the ball 
quite a bit just trying to help get the ball going forward um, which is my job and um, just as long as I was playing my role I was happy and I think each week um, I was getting a little bit better and improving and it's just disappointing now obviously to end the year with an injury and also that it's over so quick because I feel the more games you have the, the better you can get but I'll have to wait till next year now to to continue my development. For sure, Ashley, and you've, you've hit the nail on the head there. I think, you know, the more games you play, the, the better you get and the more familiar get, you get with the game. And that goes for everyone. In your third season now, you're really reveling and settled in that kind of centre role, that midfield role. Are you finding that yourself on the ground and that you're a bit more comfortable with the game now after three seasons, the rules and that, and it's a lot more natural. It definitely looks like you're playing in a lot, a lot more natural style across the last season. Yeah, definitely. I suppose there's a lot you have to think about in the first couple of seasons. You know, you're learning the game, you're learning the rules. And I think that takes a lot of um, time to get used to. But I suppose this year when you kind of that they're more natural, as I said, um, and you don't have to be second guessing yourself. I think I was able just to um, play some better football. And, you know, a lot of people say midfield is probably a difficult position to play, but I actually see it as quite a simple um, position because it's just hunting the football really and that's my role it's see football get football and I just go out each week trying to get the football or if I don't I'm putting pressure on or attacking the opposition players so they don't get um, a good disposal away so um, in my head I've broken it down into quite a simple game and it's and it's definitely helped me and obviously then in the background I'm learning a lot from other players and coaches and more of the high level level stuff now um that I probably wasn't able to bring into my game in the first couple of seasons. And I'm definitely able to think of those kind of higher level things now, um, like different structures around centre bounces and um, stoppages and stuff. So it's good to be able to bring my game and education around the game to, to a higher level again. It seemed, you probably touched on this earlier, Ash, and sorry if I'm going over old ground, but you sort of seemed to sort of carry the load of the midfield throughout the early part of the season. But then as the season progressed, there was more and more help for you, particularly from, I guess, the Kelly sisters, being being two of them that really stood up and helped. How did you see the the group and the season? You know, did you feel like you took steps forward to you know a positive twenty twenty two? Yeah, definitely. And like it is only the second year that West Coast is in the competition. So I think when it when it comes to that, you have to remember that you're playing against teams that have had five preseasons together and you know, and they're well settled in in their positions and we've come against up against formidable midfield um groups in in the different games we've played but I think a positive is we did get it put through a lot of players through our midfield so even Neve Kelly has got a stint there and we've young girls like Bella Lewis and Michaela Bone as well who were only 18 and 19 and they were stepping up as well so it's great that we've been able to rotate a good few players through that position and you know that's probably where they, where they could end up playing in years to come um, and it's good that at such a young age they've been able to to step up and, and get time in there so I do think we have taken a lot of um, positive steps forward. Unfortunately, the loss yesterday against St Kilda probably put a bit of a, a dampener on the season. Um, but I think as a whole, we do think that the season was a, a, a tick, a, a good like season for us. And um, we definitely you know, are going to celebrate that. We have a review tomorrow about the season. And um, I think as a whole, it was definitely positive. It certainly was, Ashley, and all the main stats, I suppose, point to that. The average disposals per game, the average goals per game are all up on last year for the Eagles. So everything's pointing in the right direction. And as you've said, players getting runs through different positions and stuff. I suppose uh, one of the highlights for us watching here at home is seeing yourself and even Grace playing together for the first time. I think you've, by default, nearly become a third sister there by all accounts as well. Um, but 
I suppose from us watching in, we're, we're starting to see, spe especially towards the second half of the season, some really nice link-up play and almost some Irish latest football influence coming in in some of the ways you girls have linked up. Um, I'm sure that's not pre-planned and it's just coming off the cuff and stuff. But firstly, how are you finding playing with the two girls? And do you find that there's that kind of ladies football synergy that comes in every now and again where you guys can kind of read where you're going to be and linking up and hand passes and stuff like that that probably some of the other players see as a bit unpredictable? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, we have a good relationship on the field and it probably comes from our Gaelic football background and just knowing where we might run because the patterns are probably more Gaelic football-like. Um, and then obviously Neve and Grace being sisters, they always know where they, um, each other are on the field. So um, it's great to have them. And um, I think our game plan as well has utilised their their speed. But um, yeah, it's my job to get it out of the, the contested packs and uh, get the ball on the outside to like those players. And, you know, they've had a phenomenal season as well. Um, you know, they've scored a lot of goals and they've been involved in nearly everything um, when the ball is up front. So, um, no, it's been brilliant to have them. Um, just even living with them as well, being able to come home after training our game and debrief and um, have that kind of same mindset because we're coming from the same um, Gaelic football background. So it's just nice to have them. And, um, you know, it was great to have familiar faces as well on my first day walking into a new club. Um, so they've been brilliant at helping me settle into Perth. And then um, obviously I'm really enjoying playing with them on the field too. Little did that led that in for me perfectly. How was the, the transition from, I guess, Western Bulldogs base in Melbourne over to the West Coast Eagles base in Perth. How's that been? What were the challenges and, and what did you enjoy about it? Yeah, I suppose the challenging thing was actually the move, I suppose, because it's not a it's not a natural thing for a Gaelic footballer to move to a different team. You play with the same team all your life, really. So that was probably the biggest challenge in telling my um, old teammates, but everyone gave me, um, you know, uh, well wishes really when I made the move. So um, that was really um, important that I did have that support from my old teammates and Bulldogs. But yeah, Perth is a totally different city as well. Um, you know, it's a lot quieter, it's more beach-like. So um, it is different, but I'm very grateful that I'm able to play sport and get to see, you know, two different parts of the world in Australia. So, um, you know, I'm very grateful for the opportunity and, I think straight away when I came out of quarantine, um, I met a couple of the girls um, and it was just great to, that they were so supportive um, of me when I when I came into the club and um, I'm really enjoying it. And as I kind of mentioned as well, it is a new um, club. So it's just really exciting as well being involved in a team that's developing and there's no real ceiling on where we can go, I think is the main thing. And that, um, you know, in a few years, I think that we will be um, a very, very good team. Um, and I'm really excited to be part of um, building towards that. Ashton, there's been huge um, interest in the competition this year at home, even more so than normal. Uh, we're touching it with all the girls that come on with us here. Obviously, as a result of TG Kahara showing the games every weekend um, and now two full games a weekend and a highlight show every Monday night. And uh, there's great support here as well from uh, Gym Plus Coffee. And I know you're a brand ambassador for them, but again, they're, they're sponsoring the coverage on TG Card. They're sponsoring our Irish Player of the Year. You're a brand ambassador, so they're, they're an Irish company showing huge support to women's AFLW. Um, are you picking up on some of the feedback from back home in relation to the games being shown on TG Card and that level of awareness, awareness? And I suppose just also maybe to comment on your role with Gym Plus Coffee as an ambassador and their support to the game in general. Yeah, I think, you know, TG Cahar are brilliant. Um, they really lead the way with regards um, promoting women in sport. Um, they've done that with ladies football and now obviously with the AFLW. So 
it's been brilliant, I think, just for family and friends to be able to, to tune in and um, f- like have such accessibility to the game, um, which I think is, is really good. And there's so many Irish girls involved. So it's brilliant that you are able to, to watch it. And then um, also you mentioned Gym Plus Coffee, which is a fantastic brand and they've backed um, TG Car as well. So um, I'm very honoured to be a brand ambassador for them. I think um, they're a super company as well that you know, promotes physical activity and also women in sport as well. And um, I think they've done a, they've done a great job at um, helping highlight the AFLW at home. And then also, obviously, um, they're great supporters of the um, AFL Ireland uh, Player of the Year as well. So um, it's brilliant to have them on board. And I think um, it just shows um, that they are a great company because they, they do things that are really important to them and they back it up by doing things like that. So um, I'm just really honoured to be involved with them and um, I think it's really great for our friends and our families to be able to see the games at home. Speaking of AFL in Ireland, uh, as you sort of mentioned there, speak to us about your, your first involvement with the game. I believe you were, you were part of the Irish Banshees side that played in the, in the carnival in 2018. How was your early exposure to the game? And no doubt Mike was pretty heavily involved as, as well. Yeah, I met Mike uh, that year um, for a few skills um, sessions and we ended up going over to Australia, obviously, for the cross-coders trial. And um, since then, my interest in um, AFLW um, grew and um, I just wanted to get more involved in the game. So uh, I was um, really grateful to be involved in that um, AFL Europe competition. And um, it was just probably my first exposure to playing um, a competitive game so I really enjoyed it um, I think it just brought out my competitive streak and um, like obviously it was challenging I still was probably new to some of the rules and stuff like that um, but I think I really enjoyed it and it was great to be able to meet other people across Ireland that um, were interested in the game as well and um, I think it really helped my development that I did do that and um, that year then I got drafted a couple of weeks later and I think um, being able to play that game those games really did help um, with getting drafted as well so um, it was brilliant to get an early exposure to the game um, before coming out to Australia and Ash of course we did some skill sessions in in UL as well um, this year with the the pre-season being put back and you girls departure being delayed with COVID and all of that and we worked with most of the players uh, we actually had our first kick with you uh, and the Kellys down in UL. Um, how did you find the the build up and the delayed departure um, with the COVID and the preseason? Um, did you just kind of get on with it and do as much as you could here as as soon as the LGFA was finished? And um, then when you arrived in Australia, obviously you, you had quarantine and all that to get through as well. So it's a distant memory now, I'm sure. But uh, was all that a help um, in your preparation to head out for this season? Uh, yeah, obviously it can be tough to juggle the two. I think when I'm at home playing um, ladies football, you're kind of in that mode and um, the AFL probably does take a little bit of a backseat, but it is important that you kind of keep um, the skills up. So um, I thought the skill sessions were really helpful, just even get the eye back in, um, the touch and, you know, just being clean with the ball. So it was really helpful then just to have that and the confidence that like those sessions went well as well um, and that I'd be okay getting back into to training. Um, and then obviously we were late, so we missed the first six weeks of um, pre-season before Christmas. Um, and then I only got out of quarantine um, to get training with the team in January. So um, I did think it was quite rushed, um, you know, missing the pre-season. And I think when I was in quarantine as well, the news broke that the league would actually start a week earlier too. 
So I was uh, freaking out a little bit, to be honest, because heading to a new team, I had to try to prove myself and the time was ticking really. Um, but I'm just glad that when I was given the chance um, in the practice game and at trainings that um, I just like tried to do my role and um, just be confident in my own skills. And thank- thankfully it worked out. But I was having little doubts definitely uh, when I was in quarantine because um, the time was short, but um, it was it was great. The, the club were um, really supportive of us playing Gaelic football. Um, and I think that was the main thing that we had the support from the club. Uh, taking out your rehab for your recent injury, what's your sort of plans moving ahead over the next sort of one month, six months? Are you planning on staying out? Are you coming home? What's the, do, you, do, you, do, you, do you know what you're doing just yet? Uh, well, the specialist that I'm under actually wants to reassess my knee in six weeks. So he's 95% confident that it should have tightened up by then. Um, but if not, I'll need surgery at that time. But obviously he doesn't think that would be the case. So, I'm going to stay here for him to reassess it just to have the same eyes um, looking at my knee that um, saw it on day one. Um, so that will have me here for six weeks. And then I actually can't do anything really at the moment with that leg. Um, so I think it's going to be, um, there's going to be a lot of muscle wastage and stiffness once to come out of the brace. So I'm thinking I might then maybe potentially get back running over here. And then when I get home, I obviously have to do quarantine so I can continue my rehab and quarantine and then hopefully get back into the tip setup then. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of taking each week as, as it is. Um, but I, I know I'll be here for six weeks anyway, and then um, hopefully um, get home soon enough and not miss too much Gaelic football. But um, obviously everything's up in the air and the government have to uh, make some announcements over the coming days and weeks so um, I'll just have to, to see what happens at home in Ireland and kind of make my plans um, going from there and Ash of course there's been um, the Irish girls have been a bit unlucky with injuries this year and, and that can be purely coincidence of course but um, with a few of the girls kind of suffering various injuries at various times in the season looking in it would seem that the game is now physically tougher stronger more competitive faster as a player would that be a fair assessment I'm not saying that that's contributing directly to the injuries but it's definitely a, a much more physical game um, as the seasons has progressed yeah definitely like the girls are getting bigger and stronger and even like the 18 year olds that are drafted this year they're physically really built you know um which you know is is lifting the the standards in the game and also the physicality so um yeah definitely like Obviously, when something's more physical, there's a, a higher chance of injury in that. But I think a lot of it has just been unlucky as well. Um, you know, and uh, yeah, we were going through the list of all the Irish girls that got injured. And there's probably only a couple of people that have escaped injury. So it's a little bit scary, but I suppose that's what sport is, you know, and there is always that chance. Um, so, you know, it's disappointing that a lot of the girls have missed out. Um, you know, and even, for example, Oni Tyke, who hasn't even got the opportunity yet to play. So... Hopefully she comes through this year and um, we can get see her on the field next year playing AFLW because I'm sure she'll, she'll be super. But um, yeah, I, I suppose the physicality probably does lead lead to it. But um, you can't really go out on the field thinking about getting injured either. Um, but definitely, yeah, it is a way more physical game than Gaelic football anyway. Last one from me, Ash. I guess we've sort of seen the season nine weeks has, has flown past. I guess six teams left. How do you see the the rest of the season playing out, and who do you think is gonna gonna take out the premiership? Yeah, it's really interesting. I suppose the top six have all been playing each other each other over the last um, couple of weeks, and they've been really really um, good games. You know, um, 
very high intensity and close as well. So um, I'm actually not sure, to be honest. Um, Brisbane look like they've um, been able to beat um, some of the very top teams um, and they've had a good run of it. Um, so they look good. And then I think Collingwood as well, um, just the way they play their game, their handballing game, um, getting out of the contested areas and getting the ball out to the outside and, and they have super talent and with Ashton Sheridan and Chloe Malloy up in the forwards as well and um that and their midfield group I think is probably one of the best in the competition. So um uh, maybe we'll go with Collingwood but I'm not sure it literally could be anyone that will end up uh winning the premiership this year. For sure I think it's very tight up there. Ashley look we won't delay you any longer. Thanks so much for coming on. Congratulations on a brilliant season for yourself personally. Um, we look forward to seeing you back next year, no doubt. And hopefully the recovery uh, and the rehab from the injury goes smoothly and you're back uh, running and playing in the tip colours again before the summer's out. Um, but thanks a million for your time and for coming on and the best of luck with everything. Thanks for having me, guys.